Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Today's episode of Success Insight is another addition to our Outdoor Adventure series, and it's a pleasure to introduce you to Jen Sotolongo. Jen is an outdoor enthusiast, an adventure dog parent, an athlete, writer, and blogger. Jen is also the author of the soon-to-be-published book, The Essential Guide to Hiking with Dogs. Jen, welcome to the Success Insight Podcast Outdoor Adventure Series. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Fantastic. And for our listeners, in the spirit of full disclosure, I met Jen via our mutual membership to the Outdoor Writers Association of America. And when she had joined, I saw that she was a blogger and her specialty was basically outdoor adventures and anything athletic wise with her dog. And so once again, Jen, I would love to share your story with our listeners. When did the love of the outdoors really start to kind of take fold for you? I grew up in Washington. I think when you grow up somewhere in the Northwest, you you just kind of naturally love the outdoors, or at least I did. My family wasn't very outdoorsy. And so I grew up kind of just going to popular spots. My family wanted to do a hike day, which wasn't that often. I started running cross country in high school. That took me outdoors. And I started off as a road runner and eventually learned that I really enjoyed running on trails. And so I was just always looking for new trails to run on. And that just kind of fueled my love for the outdoors. And then when I got a dog, she was actually my partner at the time's dog. I just knew right away she was going to be my adventure buddy. And I wanted to take her with me everywhere. So she joined me on all of my trail runs and hikes and camping activities, anything outdoors, she was always there. And so it just became something that connected us and built our bond. Fantastic. I have visions of, at least on the drive or on the bike, the dog, in the car with the head out the window with the air. I mean, some, I think dogs just love the air kind of blowing at them and their ears are flopping and, and on the bike, how did you begin to introduce your dog? Now, what was this dog's name? Her name was Sora. How did you introduce Sora to your outdoor lifestyle? I mean, did she acclimate right away or was there some kind of getting used to it kind of period? She acclimated right away. Basically, I met her when my partner and I started dating and I had a run scheduled. It was a New Year's Eve run with my running group. And you could choose from a certain number of miles to do like 10, 20 or 30 on this trail. And I was doing the 11 mile or the 10 mile route. I just kind of stole her (laughs) and took her with me, which thinking back, you know, I, I should have built her endurance. She was totally fine on that run, but I am a proponent of of building endurance for humans and dogs, but she was great. I knew right away after that run that she was going to be the greatest adventure buddy. Fantastic. And I'm sure she slept for a couple of days afterward. (laughs) Yes. So how did this love of just being outdoors and running on the trails? And by the way, I really appreciated that because there's a, a big hike 
near where I live in Las Vegas. And there's the uh, asphalt or the concrete trail all the way around the loop. But as you go into the the innards of this trail, it's all gravel and, you know, dirt. And I, I actually was saying to myself, I like this better. Is there something about being on dirt and gravel? So, okay, I digress. How, <laughs> How did you begin to take this career of yours? Because you're the founder of you know, Long Haul Truckers and do a lot of work with taking your dog, your, your current dog, Sitka, and the adventure dog out in your adventures. How did this love incorporating the love of being outdoors with the dog, how did that start to take shape? I had always wanted a dog as a kid, and I grew up with cats, which are lovely. I, I, I love cats. Nothing wrong with cats. Nothing wrong with cats. <laughs> I, but I always wanted a dog, and my parents didn't want one, and I was kind of, you know, the neighborhood dog sitter because I just wanted to be around dogs. So when Sora came into my life, I had spent 30 years at that point just dreaming of all the things I would do with my dog, and... You know, I didn't really have to think too much about her involvement in my outdoor activities. I just figured out a way to, to involve her. So trail running and hiking and backpacking are all typical things you think of doing with your dog. I paddleboard with my dogs. I'm sure we'll talk about the bike trip we did with our with Sora. But it really just, you know, I think it's easy to just kind of say, oh, it's too, like they won't allow dogs or it's not dog friendly or I can never teach my dog to do this. And it's just not necessarily true. You know, sometimes it's, you know, you have to put in a little extra work to find something that's dog friendly or you'll have to do some additional training to get your dog used to a certain piece of equipment or build their confidence if you're doing some more technical like scrambling climbs, but you know, it's absolutely possible to do with, with most dogs, as long as you give them the right conditioning and training and have the right gear for them. Now in your work, in addition to going out on these adventures, and I definitely want to talk about some of the adventures, specifically this cycling adventure, how are you creating content to then share with your ideal client. I mean, who is somebody who likes to be outdoors, has a dog and wants to incorporate them into that lifestyle? When I'm thinking about what I'm going to write, I do research to kind of see what people are searching for, what kind of questions they're asking Google. And there are different tools and plugins you can use to find out those answers. I also ask a lot of questions on my Instagram page, you know, that's a great way to solicit content. So you just ask people what's, you know, like, what do you want to know about backpacking with a dog, say, and you'll get all these answers and that's your content. And then I also put out an annual survey asking, you know, what do you want to see? What questions do you have? What topics have I not covered? What do you, you know, want me to write about? And I think it's tricky being, you know, an expert in something because you forget about the basic questions you had when you were first starting out. And so asking my audience these questions reminds me of, oh, yeah, I didn't know that when I first started, you know, trail running with a dog. I've been running for 20, you know, over 20 years. I don't think about that anymore. So yeah, getting back to the basics is something that 
I, I have to remind myself of a lot because that's who is coming to this blog. They're people that want to know how to get out with their dogs and are often just starting out. What are some examples of the just starting out types of knowledge that you would share you know, with someone who finds you uh, via your Instagram or on your webpage, Long Haul Truckers? I have posts on a number of topics. I, I try and pick from all the things that I like doing. So I have, you know, one about how to paddleboard with your dog and what kind of training I did with my dog to get him used to the paddleboard. I have one about trail running with your dog, or I guess it's just running with your dog, but you know, how like trail running with a puppy, building endurance, paying attention to the temperature, things like that. I have one on camping with a dog for the first time, suggesting maybe you practice in your backyard, depending on if your dog is going to bark, if they hear certain sounds. So getting them used to sleeping outside is a good way to kind of get them used to being in a different place. So yeah, just kind of go through all the things that I do and break it down for people just starting out. When you began with the trail running, you had Sora at the time. What were the next activities that you started to incorporate, having the dog with you, joining you on your adventures? I guess, yeah, we started out trail running and then, you know, hiking was another activity I did and then camping. Those were all kind of things I was already doing. But then I guess it would be the cycling we quit our jobs in 2015 and decided to take Sora on a bike trip across Europe and South America. And we got her a dog-specific trailer from Burley Design. And she took to it right away. She was an amazing dog. She was she was my, you know, once-in-a-lifetime dog. She just would chill in her trailer and we didn't have to put in a lot of effort to get her used to that. She was just very accommodating to whatever we did with her. And I think one thing that's as important as the physical skills your dog needs to go on adventures is building that bond between you and your dog because your dog needs to be able to trust you that you are taking them to do something safe. And if they trust you, and if you go through the steps to build their confidence on rocks or on stable surfaces, or, you know, not all dogs are going to like the bike trailer. Um, but if you slowly build them up to that and show them, you know, this is fun, this isn't scary, then, you know, it's going to make your adventures much better and much more enjoyable for you and your dog. Looking back at some of the adventures you've gone on, is there a kind of like the karma moment, like, oh my God, this is the epitome of what life is all about. Here I am in this beautiful environment. My trusty dog is with me and I just, it, life does not get any better than this. It's hard to pick just one. And, you know, often like the first thing that came to mind as you were asking that question was just sitting in a meadow in Andorra in Europe overlooking the mountains and you know it's something I think we I don't even know if we hiked there I think we just drove and to the top of this mountain pass and found a little trail and had a picnic there and you know that's not inherently very adventurous but that's what came to mind is just it's the simple things I think really just taking the time to enjoy the fact that you're out in nature with your dog 
and you know you, that you get to explore all these great places with them. So I have a question, and this is more of a, it's a curiosity a bit. So you're on this mountain meadow, having this gorgeous view, great scenery. You're with the dog. What are you doing in the moment while you're there with the dog? What are you feeling? In that particular instance, Sora was had been diagnosed with cancer. She had this recurring tumor that kept coming back and we would have it removed. It was a really spindly tumor and they just couldn't get clean margins. So we knew it would it would come back. I knew this was going to be her last year with us. And so that's what I was thinking about. It's just not that she was dying necessarily, but just grateful to be with her and grateful to be on that mountaintop in Andorra with her. And, you know, it doesn't have to be Andorra. It doesn't have to be somewhere exotic. I think having done all of these adventures with Sora, because I met her when she was eight, I think. And then she was 13 when she died. So we only got five years together, but I really made the most of those five years. And I think that's, for me, that's what this is all about. All this adventuring is just spending that time with your dog and really making the most of all that time you have together because our dogs don't live very long. And that's the hardest part of having a dog. Not everyone can just quit their jobs and go on and do your bike tour with their dog. And I, you know, I try to make that very clear in, in you know, my more adventure blog post that it, you don't have to do something extreme. You know, you can have adventures in your backyard. And I, I think probably a lot of people have learned that during the pandemic, that there's a lot to explore right near where you live. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be far away or some mountaintops. It can really just be whatever, whatever fun thing you want to do outdoors with your dog. And committing to, to challenges with your dog too is great for that bond that I mentioned earlier. And also just for personal development, I took Sora on a on my first solo overnight backing trip to a lake in Washington. And it was just great. Like it felt really just wonderful that, you know, technically, no, I was not solo by myself because she was there, but having her there, you know, added to the trip, it wouldn't have been as enjoyable just by myself. And having her there just gave me more confidence and doing that trip gave me courage to do other things with her. I'm on my own now. It's just Sitka and me. And I carry that with me knowing that I can do these things. And I have Sitka there with me and we can do these hard things and we can do them together. And that's what it's all about to me is just doing fun things with my dog and doing challenging things with my dog. I'm curious too. I'd love to chat a little bit about what you're doing now with Sitka, but I do have a question uh, with regard to one of your adventures. It was probably the first blog that really just jumped out at me. It was about this trip in South America, crossing the border between Ecuador and Chile. It sounded like a really arduous trip and, and probably put you, your partner at the time, Sora, really in the, oh, the limits of, of exhaustion and like 
perseverance and resilience and all of those. So talk a little bit about that adventure. Sure. Um, yes, yeah, so there's some Patagonia between Chile and Argentina. Chile and Argentina. And you know, it's there's kind of one cyclist route in that section. And so we had heard about this border trek for, you know, a month or so. And basically it's a border where you go, you're on a trail. It's a really unofficial border. And then you have to take this boat to this town in Chile. So I guess we were in Argentina. It's near um, where El Chalten is. And you like bike through this beautiful place. Then you spend the night at the border station. And then the next day you, you go up and over this mountain and get to the other side. And then you wait, you hope the boat comes because the boat was also, was also like, it could come or not come. What happens? <laughs> and there's not, there was no food. There was no services. Like there was not really much on the other side. And so for us, this was especially challenging because we had Sora and we had our trailer and a lot of the trail was basically a ditch. And so you're, you couldn't fit both your bike and yourself in that ditch. You had to like straddle the ditch and push the bike basically. And so we did, you know, we would do one bike, two bikes, and then we had to lift the trailer up and over our head. Sora, of course, thought this was the best day ever because she got to run around and be free and not have to carry anything. <laughs> um, but each section, you know, that we did required three different trips to to carry all of our things. Right. And so we're, you know, where it took other cyclists longer times than usual for something like that. It took us all day. And we had the added stress of having to deal with Sora's paperwork because each time you cross the border, which is fairly frequently in this part of Patagonia, you're constantly going back and forth between Chile and Argentina. You have to get a certificate of health from a veterinarian. And I think it lasts, I don't even know, I don't remember, 10 days or something. And ours was about to expire. It was going to expire at midnight that night. And we I was not about, I was, there was no way I was going back up and over that. And we finished well after midnight. And I was just, I was devastated. I was like, oh my God, they're going to send us back because the paperwork expired. And um, we got to the, the border at like 2 a.m. And woke up the guards or whatever they, what, I don't know what their job title is. And um, they were like, why are, why are you knocking on our door right now? We have the paperwork and our, it's going to expire. It's expired and we can't go back. And they were like, don't worry about it. And set us up in this, it was, they had like a, like military housing sort of. And they had an abandoned cabin or an unused cabin. And they're like, do you want to sleep in there? And we're like, yeah, we do. <laughs> so they set us up in this lovely little cabin and all our friends were like camped, you know, somewhere else. <laughs> so it ended up being, you know, a, a good little outcome and now I have a good story to tell. There you go. There you go. And uh, Sora, no doubt, was having a, a wonderful time as well. Oh, man, she, she, that was like probably her favorite day. <laughs> <laughs> so with uh, long haul truckers now, what, what is the nature 
of your work that, I mean, you've got the, you know, you're doing a lot of writing, mm-hmm. um, got the book coming out. What other aspects are a part of this journey that you're on as you know, with long haul truckers? So, yeah, so it, the blog started out kind of as like a diary, not a diary, but just a way to keep in touch with friends and family. And then I learned more about blogging and realized it could be a career. And Initially, the blog was dedicated to really traveling with a dog, traveling internationally specifically, and cycling with a dog. And once the trip ended, I started writing about other activities. So, you know, the camping, running, and hiking that I've mentioned. And then more, and I do gear reviews as well. And I would say in the last year, I've been really immersing myself into dog training. And so I've been writing more articles about training your adventure dog. I'm really passionate about advocating for good trail etiquette and dog management so that we can all enjoy the trails safely and, you know, without kind of worrying about other people and their dogs. A lot of my content lately has been about that I write about trip itinerary, so I haven't traveled internationally with Sitka at all, but we go on lots of road trips, so I'm always on the hunt for dog-friendly adventure accommodations and kind of lesser-known trails and, you know, what to do in fun adventure towns, things like that. Sure. What are uh, Sitka's favorite activities? Obviously, everything you're doing is potentially a favorite activity, but is there one thing that you do that like you know she's all in trail running he he loves it he loves it um he's really just such a great trail partner i've had him for a little like a year and a half and we spent a lot of the first six months just training those skills and getting him to where i wanted him to be Mm -hmm. and then I was injured a lot of last year, so I wasn't able to run and have finally been able to start ramping it up over the past six months or so. And he's just great. I just have so much fun running with him. And then I would say the other thing he loves doing is just being near water. He really loves water. He's almost, he's kind of challenging to have on the paddleboard sometimes actually, because he loves the water so much. Like he'd rather just be in it. Very cool. My friend, uh, Holly. And she and my four-legged nephew, they live in uh, California. He's a a Samoyed, but he just loves the water. He barks at the water, but he (laughs) loves the water. And he he makes friends so easily. What kind of dog is Sitka? He is a cattle dog mix, a red healer mix. I haven't thought about getting him tested and just... Eh. Yeah. No, no need. As long as he's having fun. I, I think one of the aspects of my life is really I, I love dogs i mean my i have friends in ontario they raise herding dogs they have uh, a last um belgian shepherds hmm. and wonderful dogs and then and i get to see them maybe once a year all except for covid right so, but uh get to see them and then sammy i get to see every so often he, he comes for a day but he stays for like months because every where i look there's a hair coming off oh yes uh, <laughs> but I, I think just being out here when i was out last week there were some folks that had like a little puppy there was 
another couple that had their Alaskan Malmute. And just, I mean, I can't think of anything better than being outdoors and just fresh air and having your your dog with you. And I just, at least right now where I live, I can't have a dog, but I, I need to fix that. But <laughs> uh, you've given me hope. In addition to the work that you have been doing, um, and we alluded to the book that's soon to be published, The Essential Guide to Hiking with Dogs. And when is that going to be uh, released? May 1st. May 1st. So that's coming up. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Any other adventures or, you know, once we're done with COVID and it's uh, it's in our rearview mirror, any any adventures come to mind that where you want to take Sitka? I have a couple in mind. I'd like to do a New England trip with him since the OWAA conference is in Vermont in October. I was thinking of bringing him with me and doing a New England road trip there. I went to school in Boston, so I have a lot of friends back there. And, you know, the thought initially when I was when I started writing my book, I COVID was not a word I knew. <laughs> and um, I was thinking about this book tour. And then I stopped thinking about the book tour because I didn't think it was gonna be possible. But now I'm hoping that maybe, maybe it can be. So that's one trip uh, I've been thinking about. And then last summer, I was really hoping to go to Canada, but that was not possible. So I'd really like to spend a month in British Columbia with him, just exploring. You know, I grew up not far from the border and I've been to Canada several times, but haven't really explored in a way that, that, you know, the province deserves. I know there's just so much beauty there and I'm dying to go with my dog. Almost definitely. And I can only imagine how much fun you both will have. Jen, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, where are the best places for them to go? They can uh, head to my blog, which is longhaultrekkers.com. And they can sign up for my newsletter to get all the latest information on blog posts or things that I'm doing with Sitka. I also have a great following on Instagram, where I'm also at Long Haul Trekkers. And yeah. There's a link on my site where they can find out where to buy my book. And yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we have one request of you. Okay. would love to, if you could share, you know, maybe four, six pictures of you and Sitka, perhaps you and Sora, that really kind of highlights some of the adventures you can you have been on. And we can share those on our show notes on successinsightpodcast.com. Would love that if you're open to that. Definitely open to that. Happy to send over some some photos. Fantastic. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining us on Success Insight and the Outdoor Adventure Series. And this is the, you know, this is like the right on target of the types of conversations we want to have and really appreciate your insights, what you've shared. And really, it's uh, I'm just a little bit envious. I kind of want to go out and hijack a dog right now, but uh, and <laughs> take sure it for a walk. <laughs> I, I think I, that or become a well, I can't even become a foster dog parent because we don't have pets in this particular apartment. Oh. But I got to deal with that. But yes, I have to find somebody that has a dog, or that will let me take it for a walk. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me on. 
Fantastic. All right, folks, we have just been chatting with Jen Sotolongo. She is an outdoor enthusiast, an adventure dog parent, athlete, writer, blogger, and she has really graciously joined us today, shared her journey going from just trail running out to helping individuals like you and I really get comfortable and acclimated to taking our dogs on outdoor adventures. When I say our dogs, I'm hoping I can actually mean our, which means I have a dog with me. But if you have a dog that you're perhaps unsure of taking out and and engaging in some outdoor adventures, you definitely want to check Jen out and her work. And you'll find her at longhaultrekkers.com. Do sign up for her blog and get on her mailing list. And she's got a lot of great resources. And of course, if you're into hiking, the Essential Guide to Hiking with Dogs will be released on May 1st, okay? We hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Do let us know on successinsightpodcast.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn and Facebook, the Success Insight Podcast pages, and all of the major blogging platforms, especially Spotify, where we have our outdoor adventure playlist. And we're really excited about that. And you can also find us on YouTube as well. All right, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day. Take care of yourselves, take care of your family, take care of your pet and enjoy yourselves in the great outdoors. And we will see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.